What's up? What's up? Back in office. That means we're in the studio. We, we got Australia studio. coming in hot this week. Australia is coming in hot, but that's not what we're talking about right now. We're talking about Mr. Marco Helmet's comment. Or sorry, his name is Helmet Marco. We always call him Marco Helmet. Yeah, who cares, bro? He's a Red Bull disciple. <laughs> He's a Red. Oh, fucking Red Bull. Okay, let's talk about his comments. Will you want to get into the nitty-gritty or the fun stuff first? See, yeah, I mean, he's just pretty much saying that Mercedes is not even going to be in the battle. You want to get into that or you want to get into the fun stuff? I mean, let's, let's get into the fun stuff. Okay, he said that he questioned Seb's motivation. Yeah, but Sebastian Vettel is, I mean, it's getting scary. Hey, listen, I know it's scary, but let's talk about it. Man hasn't even raced this year, but seriously. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. So how can we question his motivation? But you know what? The last little bit has been scary for him. He had a bad outing at Ferrari. Yeah. His departure at Ferrari sucked. The team didn't want him. But it's not him. like he sucked. His departure sucked. Yeah, it, it was rough. And then, I mean, you see him now, and it's like, last year was... But, yeah, but he beat his teammate. I mean, is that saying anything? <laughs> He's a four-time champ. Yeah, but that's all, that's what you have to ask first. Is like, is it Aston Martin? A, does he beat Bro, his teammate? I got to yes. tell you this, though. Um, I'm not sure if you saw this about Aston Martin. But someone who used to work for them, who's now not with F1 in a different type of motorsport, said that Stroll is crazy. Oh, Lawrence? And that they will never, ever win with him as the leader. I mean, so I'm not a Lawrence Stroll fan, but you got to be kind of crazy to win. They just said that Lawrence, with Lawrence Stroll leading Aston, they're never going to get to where they want. That's fair, but like when you think about it, is any any great person not half crazy? Yeah, but this is different. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just think I don't know how I feel about Aston Martin in terms of them as a team. Let me, this was the headline: Aston Martin going nowhere. The fish stinks from the head. Wow, <laughs> that's the quote, fam. Do we want to just leave our listeners with that and move on to the next part? Because that's that's pretty heavy. I mean, bro. you said it is uh, Seb kind of like you know lacking motivation. And maybe is with he Lawrence washed? behind him, he's like, I don't really care, bro. It's not looking good, fam. It's not looking good. Okay, cool. So we got some fun stuff out of the way. Um, so you want to get into the Mercedes comments or the poaching of Mercedes employees? Well, I mean, it's pretty well documented that people, not just Red Bull, but people have been poaching Mercedes Bro, staff did, for did a while. Did you see Toto's comments, though? They approached 100 Mercedes employees. Yeah, I mean... That's 10% of their workforce because they had like 1,000 When you there. win like Mercedes does, I mean, think about this. Any business principle... Take the I mean, best look, people. Look what we're, we're doing. We want to take the best people. But that's not my point. The point is they poached a hundred of them. That means you have to pay them higher salaries than your normal employees would Listen, make. That's how a bad massive you win. I know, but with the with the cap costs, like imagine Mercedes could either match them, but they probably said no because Mercedes is like, we have a winning DNA here. We'll figure it out. But Red Bull has to pay a hundred new employees, which anytime you bring someone over, you have to pay, pay them I'm more. I'm pretty sure Red Bull is well over the cost cap. Okay, so what the hell does that mean? <laughs> Bro, we know that this sport is very... What happens if you spend over the cost cap? Listen, nobody talks about it. Uh, who knows? They could all be assigned as marketing staff. The thing is, I ask you is like, what, what does happen if the cap, bro, cap you go over cost cap? Nobody talks about it, bro. Because theoretically, this, if they just now. dock you like 30 points off your ch championship, if you went over bro, the cost cap... Bro, it's like cap, the luxury okay. tax in other sports. Like, come on, should, if you want to win, you that, win. That's what they should do, though. I feel like F1 should put a luxury tax rather than a cop cap... Uh, cap Cap costs or whatever the hell is it. My brain's not working today. But if you put a luxury tax, it's just like Mercedes. Every time you go over one forty five, you got to pay 
another dollar for every dollar <laughs> you spend. So if you want us to put half a billion in, you're not to put an extra 300, 300 yeah, I million. Mean, in. Who knows what it is? But my point being is like, I really don't believe in this cost cap. Yeah, I don't really believe in it too much. There's loopholes to get away with it. And, you know, like, it's marketing. We're trying to market our engines. <laughs> like, it is what it is, right? Red Bull brought in the Oracle bag. That's a bag. Okay. And, you know, they've gone and poached staff. I, I, the reality is this team wants to win. And I can't knock them for not wanting to win. How they go about it, I definitely don't support. Bro, they said that Ferrari is the only team that, I mean, it's nice to have a fair competition and friendly spirit and all the nonsense he wants to say, like, Mercedes wasn't playing fair last year. Bro, that's my point with Red Bull is I love the fact that they want to win, but how they go about it with their little mosquito-type approaches. <laughs> Should they, we just put in the buzz sound? Bro, I'm Christian telling Warner? you, they, they are the most annoying team. They are. By the and way, they're they, sleeping on Mercedes. They are sleeping on Mercedes. Before we continue, we always do it at the end of, episode, end of the episode, but thank you to our listeners. This wouldn't be possible without you guys. Some of you guys may not make it to the end, but we appreciate any of you guys that listen. Make sure you guys subscribe and follow and share it with a friend. Yeah, listen, doesn't matter where you're listening. Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Supposedly Google, Amazon's iHeart. hot right now. Listen, wherever you're tapping in, no matter where it is in the world, we appreciate you. Obviously, we want to make this the number one F1 pod, so just keep showing love. For sure, for sure. So let's get into the, the nitty-gritty with Mercedes and Red Bull, what he said. Did like he still said Mercedes will figure it if they figure it out they have like a lot of potential under the car though right like that's what I saw in his comments I didn't like dive into it too heavily but they said it's a slump it's not the end of an era right like that's they genuinely believe that um, they'll figure it out listen I said on the last pod they're they're not gonna have it all figured out by this weekend but they will make some pretty big strides and. You know, our guy, Mr. Total Wolf, he said that this is an exercise in humility. Yeah, and I think that within two to three races, I think Mercedes is going to be back up there. I think they'll be right behind. I don't think they'll be winning, but I think they'll be closer And this is my point. It's like, pace. they understand this team does not like to lose, especially no one likes to lose if you're a competitor, right? Yet alone when you are just as dominant as they have been. And of all people, Toto knows it's unacceptable. Yeah, and when you think about it in like as a whole, right? There's no way Lewis wants to be in Brackley. It's cold. He's yeah, probably trying to figure it out you, as fast as possible. Yo. But well, let's talk about it. Danny Rick is obviously in Australia already. We know that. Bro, Lando Norris is in Australia. Lando's in, mixing. Lewis was skydiving in Dubai. Bro, he's there with Angela doing little skydives, fam. <laughs> well, I don't know. Listen, we talk about it, but the Australia time difference is real. I'm surprised he's not there already. Um, I've seen a, honestly, I've seen so many drivers. That's what I mean. Esteban's there. Yeah. And um, Lewis is just casually skydiving on a Sunday. I mean, he's in Dubai, right? So it's not like he's going from LA to Australia. Yeah. He's still he's going halfway like, there. He's still going. Oh, he's like three or four hours, I guess. Cause he's in Dubai. No, no, no Way more than three to four no, I'm hours. I'm talking about between Europe. Cause Europe is probably what? Eight hours apart. Yeah. Europe's like eight hours, right? From Australia. Cause it's 12 hours in Toronto. And the other thing is, was that stuff with him and Lewis, was that recently? Or do you think it's just from earlier? He's only posting about it now. Bro, sh the lady that took him skydiving posted it. I know, too. I saw that. I'm pretty sure it was like... I thought so, but, but, but you know... That means he stayed in Dubai. No, he went back to Brackley and then went back to Dubai. No, I saw yeah, yeah, story yeah, yeah that's he true. He did go to Brackley too, yeah. So, Lewis is just a world traveler, bro. I mean, like, I guess that's what happens when you got a PJ. Listen, when you're on the PJ, it don't matter. Nonstop from Dubai is 13 hours to Melbourne. Steep. 
So it's deep. That's what I'm saying. It's so, deep, fam. But w- w- I think to uh, he's probably already there though. But what's the time difference? I think it's four hours, right? It's gonna be more, bro. If you're flying 13 hours, come on now, bro. Yeah, that's true. But fly- is it under? But Australia is like Dubai is Australia. I guess so. But I'm just thinking because like from us, Australia is 12 hours. I would say it's probably six hours time difference. Six hours. Okay, that's fair. It's not too bad. Like. I'm thinking it's going to be like 12 hours, uh, like eight hours from here. Bottom Europe. line is a lot of drivers have been on the ground in Australia already. Make Schumacher was in Byron Bay, bro. Yeah, I know. I saw that. Byron Bay is a legendary place. We had a legendary, good time but yeah. Lando's made. already there. I wonder if he's staying with Danny. You think so? No, nah, bro. I mean, Danny are homies, bro. I know don't they're, let, I know don't they're homies, but let's be real. Survive, build the narrative, let's be bro. real. I don't know if Lando likes living out on the farm. Like Danny Rick lives on the farm. No, I'm talking about like. Danny Rick has his own place in Melbourne or Sydney, like his. Because you know he's got like the ranch where he. That's goes, his little ranch yeah, to get away. But he's like, you, you know he's got a place in the city. When you made forty million euros a year at Renault, or I don't know if that's the figures U.S. You got a place in the city, bro. Yeah, I'm sure. Listen, I think everyone's just enjoying the sights. It's Australia. People haven't been able to go to Australia in forever. Years. Like, this is one of the greatest destinations on the circuit, bro. It is. Um. I'm excited for Australia, but we'll get into that on Thursday's episode. Bro, this is race week, so you know we're going to be coming like almost, we'll be going every day. So this drops tomorrow, which is Tuesday, then we're going to hit you guys on Thursday, then, then we hit you on Saturday, Saturday then, then we hit you on Sunday. So this is a, this is a four four podcast week, so make I, sure you guys I love four pod weeks. It's going to be good, it's going to be good. Um, So we kind of covered a little bit. What, of about, what about the fact that um, Mick Schumacher's crash, man. Like it's a million still, bucks? still being talked about. And the other thing is, yo, that's a million bucks. Like I don't think like it's what point five percent of your of your budget, but it's still point five that could have been used on something else. Bro, that's that's his salary. Yeah, but hey, what do you what do you think teams budget but, for yo, crashes the, a year? Some people have dived into it. Um, a team like Haas budgets zero for it because they can't afford a budget. They have for it. to budget for it. You, you, you got to think about it. There's no way they didn't budget for it. When you when you write your cost cap, you don't think there's car damages in, in your in your Every P&L? team does, but when you're Haas... You I know, but what do you... You, you might put okay. the budget on what paper, is, what but is you Merck's know you can't. What is Merck's budget? Probably 20 mil. You think they have 20 million? Even though they're I not going to use crazy, it. I think you're crazy, bro. Here's my thing. How much taxes, accidents does Lewis Hamilton get into a year? One, maybe? Last year? That a lot. But that's max. Rec- I'm talking about an average year. One, two, and they're not major. You're like Lewis typically Bro. doesn't take those crazy. But think about this: even the ones he was in last year, which ones were really his fault? Like Silverstone was his fault, but was his damages high? Yeah, I mean Mercedes had. Remember, I sent it to you. Mercedes was one of the Relative, lowest. No, no, Bottas had a lot of damages. Yeah, not but Louis. I mean, but as a team, they were one of the lowest. But I'm saying Bottas had Imola with George, and he had obviously Hungary. Which costs a decent amount of money. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I wonder if they budget more than $10 million a year. Total Wolf said there's an allowance within the cap to adjust the figures for big crashes. Oh, that's cool. And also, just here, I'm just going to hit you with some headlines. Gunter said Mick Schumacher needs to learn a deal with pressure. 2022, a probation year for Mick Schumacher. Schumacher's main F1 weakness now costs more than just money. Bro, a lot of people quick to say that he needs to figure out because oh, he's, let's talk he's about it. like I'm with it. he's struggling. I'm with it. I'm a big Mick Schumacher fan, but the reality of the situation is you got to perform, Mick. Like that's the reality. You got to perform, bro. Like there's no ifs, ands, or buts. 
At the end of the day, you have a competitive car as of right now. And K-Mag showing Time you is up. now. You're no different than Alpine last year. Like, this is a big year for you, Mick. And we didn't say it all year because we didn't know possibly this competitive. But this is a big year for Mick Schumacher. It's also a lot different because you're not going up against Nikita. Yeah, the, this is you either entering the Lance Stroll category <laughs> or entering the Charles Leclerc slash Carlos Sainz set. Yeah, territory. and right now, he's made costly. His mistakes have been quite costly. Yeah, and you know what? Realistically, you so this is this is what I want to ask you, right? Do you look at it as I know he's had one year in the Haas car, but he was in the worst car, so he never really had any pressure, no competition. Because who was he competing with? Mm-hmm. Nikita. Nikita was really competition. Is it fair to say this is his real first year actually driving? I'm happy with that, but also I want to just point to our boy Joe. Joe hasn't made any mistakes yet. He hasn't. I mean, the start wasn't his fault. But this is where everyone's like, you know, the F1 car is really challenging. It's very different. Mick has, Mick has made, like, costly mistakes. So, yeah, I'm with that. So And right off the bat, Joe hasn't crashed. Joe's, but it just shows you that there's a lot of talent. And Joe's not the best driver, but he looks like he belongs on the grid right now. Exactly. And the first point of business is you need to be able to drive the car. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, like, like I said, like, I'm not going to give Nikki, uh, sorry, Mick any like grace, but I do look at it. This is his first year actually dealing with pressure because there's no pressure driving for a last place team reality of it. Like the pressure and like, I know he had his dad's name and he's Mick Schumacher, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, no one expected you to be competitive and you beat your teammate and your teammate is arguably, does he belong on the grid? I think George Russell dealt with a different type of pressure because he was considered this superb talent. Yeah, and he was up and coming, and he knew that he was moving to a bigger seat. Like, but but Mick's pressure is different because nobody. I think everybody says Mick is talented, but they're like, he's never as good as his dad. You know what I mean? So it's like a different type of pressure where George had to prove to the world he belonged, like he's a supreme talent. Where it's like, do Mick is like, can I live up to my dad's expectations? So it's not like I remember. Like I think it it. To Gunch's point, it is confidence because he crashed at Jadal last year and then he crashed again this year. Yeah, but Jadal last year wasn't his fault. I mean... I don't blame... that. that like, how many people crashed at that corner? Yeah, but... Like, that corner that corner was, like, kind of unruly. It's just... But he, it was the same corner, wasn't it? It is the same corner where yeah. he crashed. But they opened that corner up, so... But, I, like, to kind of conclude it, Mick has... He has questions to answer this year. And this is, like, in Australia... This is where the sport, I mean, there's pressure. He knows that through practice and quality, like he can, if he makes one small mistake that ends him into the barriers or wall, that destroys your confidence. So he obviously didn't mentally, you got to be strong. Man. It does. So let me throw this out to you, right? We give rookie drivers a lot, a grace of one year, and this is his sophomore season. But like we said, he wasn't really racing against anything last year. Yeah, and he started the year in a used chassis. I think that was just Nikita. I don't think it was both. It was both of them. Was it both of them? Okay. So realistically, he wasn't really racing last year, right? This is his first year dealing with a real race, real pressure. How much grace are you giving him? Well, as a human being, like I give him great. Like, no, no. Grace we're talking period. about judging him racing. Are Listen, we giving him a couple races? He cannot or he, or crash in Australia. Okay, I'm not saying crash, but how much grace are you giving him to actually like adjust to the car and the new expectations? Or you're not giving any I'm not that? giving him any. Me either. I, I, I have a little bit of sympathy for him, and I'm taking that account that he's still only his second year. But the big thing about Mick is that I've said it on the pod, and a lot of people say it, he's always better in his second year. He has not looked better because 
He just made more mistakes in his early this year, right? So I'm kind of iffy about what Mick is looking like so far. But like I said, it's a long season. But also, we know in um, Bahrain, he got hit. So that kind of took his race off off to begin with. Agreed. He got hit right at the beginning by Joe. <laughs> it was Joe, right? It was No, it was Esteban. Yeah. I still, I, I think that he's going to be feeling the pressure because he can't afford to make a mistake in Australia. You think if he gets one world championship, he can, it, 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 it dissolves the Schumacher kind of legacy office. Oh, if he wins a championship, like he doesn't have to do anything else in the sport. You think that will solid stamp him? Yeah, because you're, we all know like you're never going to be your dad. So if you can win, listen, but that's the thing. We though. know how hard it is to win one. Like. I know, but his dad is the GOAT right now. Yeah, but if he can come in and win one, Mick Schumacher is a, will be a legitimate name in this sport. Hey, listen, he's, his name is really legitimate. I mean, it's not right now. I'm, I'm saying, like, I, I don't mean if his, his name's legitimate. I'm like, do you think people will stop comparing his dad after he wins one? I think like, if will he that wins take one, that off of, it takes it off. So, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, you think it's Facts. gone. No one talks about Michael Schumacher, Mick Schumacher. It's he's his own if person. If he wins one championship, he doesn't have to do anything else. He goes in the by sport. Mick, not 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 Schumacher's kid anymore. Yeah, I like it. He's stamped. I like it. I like it. He's stamped if he does that. He's stamped. I like it. I like it. Like, look at Kimmy's career. You haven't stamped Kimmy. <laughs> as much as I dislike him, I mean, you can't hate on it. Man, won a world championship. He did. He did. Um, anything else we got to go over today? This is supposed to be a quick pod. We got a bunch of pods um, coming out this week. You oh, know, Porsche and Audi. Yeah, they're coming that. in. I mean, coming in. But I'm surprised Volkswagen's letting both of them come in. Bro, like, why not? I, honestly, we talked about on the last pod, this sport is exploding. And yeah, we're going to see more races in the U.S. But that's not what I'm saying, though. We're going to see more people trying to get in. Volkswagen Group sells the most but cars part, in the world. They're both part of a V-dub group. They're going to join as engine manufacturers. That's what we're seeing, yeah. right? Why not just join as a goddamn constructor? Nah, because they want to be... They because want, they want to test they the want waters. They want a brand, Yeah, bro. no. What they it's want marketing. to do is they want to test the waters and see how their F1 goes, and they can pull out right away. That's the reality situation, right or wrong. They don't want to go all in. I think they're going all in, bro. They're not going all in because they won't get a constructor. You don't think that F1 will give the V-Dub group a constructor if they really ask for one and add an 11th car in the grid? No, because they they will get a Porsche and Audi eventually as separate constructors. Because Porsche and Audi or the V-Dub group wants to work their way in slowly. That's what I'm trying to say to you. They're not all in in terms of let's get our own constructor right away, balls to the wall. Let's go compete. But we all know that they're not going to realize. I, I think F1 has a pretty strong stance. They're not adding constructors to their current grid. If V-Dub asks you, if you're but, Stefano Domenicali, do you not say yes? We know that there could be a Haas entry. Haas is not going anywhere if they have the success. Uh, listen, if you are a businessman and you want to exit, who cares? Gene Bro, Haas can Gene, sell it. Gene did not enter this business for exit. And we know how much thing, money he sunk and in. And the other thing that I'm telling you could happen, I'm saying it right now, because it's a bold statement, not by his choice, but Aston Martin. No, yeah, Lawrence Stroll could be pressured to sell. Sell, his- he could. But I'm more under the belief, bro, that I think Haas is here to stay. But they'll partner with Ford or an American engine. Like I feel like Haas is, if they continue their success, and I mean mid pack, and all the growth in America, why would Gene leave? Business yeah. decision, right? He's gonna, he's yeah, gonna but find if a, he a can ten x his money, bro. 
A, you can 100x that in, in 10 years. Bottom line with all of this is F1 is on a trajectory right now that they've never been on before. Yeah. So which engine's better? Quick prediction. Porsche or Audi? Porsche, fam. <laughs> Porsche? I'm not an Audi fan. I'm a Shit. Porsche guy all Hang through on. So through. I haven't looked into it. I just saw social media posts. Who's Porsche looking to join Red Bull as their engine supplier? Or you haven't looked into it too much? No, I, 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 I want to say it's Audi, but anyways, no. You, you may be right. If Porsche that. joins Red Bull, I'm going to be very distraught. Remember I said if Porsche joins F1, I'm automatically joining that team? Yeah, I know. If Let's... they join Red Bull, I don't know what I'm going to do because I'm the biggest Porsche fan. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens on that. Also, there were, I, I'm not sure if you saw it. It's just quick notes. I didn't read into too much, but Max Verstappen has a clause in his contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what we forgot. It's only if they suck, which I don't see Red Bull sucking. But I like that. I don't like it at all. I think Max is full of shit. Let's do this for the next 15, 20 years. The hell do you need an opt-out clause then? Or 10, yeah. 15 years, whatever the fuck he said. I would just be so happy if the Red Bull the no, but, but, no, but think about this, though. Let's do this for the next 10, 15 years. Why do you need an opt-out clause? Yeah, you know what? You're if driving you, the you car. you put it in that perspective, you're right. So full of shit. They, he's just a cap like, artist. Like LeBron signed a lifetime Nike deal. He's committed to sign a lifetime yeah, deal. But he, LeBron ain't signed no lifetime deal to the Cleveland Cavaliers, fam. But th- that's what I'm saying. But... Sign a lifetime deal with Red Bull. And your, your, your contract is performance-based. Like, you get $40 million yep. if you're a top-two constructor. You know, a top-two driver every single year, right? Or Fair. You understand what I'm saying? Um, but, yeah, I think ultimately that's cool. I think Red Bull's stupid for putting that in, but Max probably asked for it. Yeah, well, he's putting pressure on the team to not be shit. Did you? Oh, yeah. We got to get into this quickly. Did you read the whole thing about Max Max's driving style? No. Nah. Okay, so this, like, for anybody that's a casual listener, this just proves more. It's just so, such a different gaps of talent, and teams do build cars around their best driver. So they're talking about why Pierre and these guys could never match up to Max. Because he likes, it's the steering, right? Because Max can control instability. His cars will get better lap times when he's coming out of corners with higher instability. I did, I did read and that. And other people can handle that. It just shows you how talented that motherfucker is. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Like, can you he, imagine getting better lap times with less don't prefer instability. to do not like to drive in a car like that. And Max thrives in that. Like, he gets better lap times with more instability because he gets faster speed out of the corner and he can handle that. It just shows you how talented the guy is. And you got to respect it. As much as a hater as I am of Max, I respect it, man. Like... And it, it, it just shows you that he's next level. Checo is a really good driver because he's able to at least compete. Not not match Max, but his times at the end of the year were pretty close to Max, right? Like they they weren't that far off. And it just shows me kind of looking back is like I'm kind of the Alex Albon hater, not hater, but you know what I mean. Yeah. But it just shows you that like maybe Alex Albon and Pierre Gasly were actually a lot better than advertised. Definitely, because we see I mean, Pierre's a lot better now. You got to think Pierre and Alex. They weren't bad. They were like sixth, seventh, bro. Yeah, but when you have number two, it's yeah, like but it looks number like a two in a car that's not stable. I mean, yeah. So, so when you put it in context, but I'm talking about high. If we don't have 2020 vision, looking back, no, of course they in look the moment, bad. But also, uh, how many times was Pierre Gasly on the radio with his engineer, and he's like, I don't feel comfortable in the car, and they're telling him, they're like, no, 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 you can, you can still get two more tents before you break, and he's like. I don't feel confident. Yeah, because Max Verstappen is just that crazy. Exactly. So, you know, you got to account for that. Uh, you think about this. You are in the car with the eye test, and they're telling you you, you can break a tenth of a second it's, later. It's my life. 
Uh, it's my life. You're like, going to no. be shitting your pants. Yeah, yeah. My thing is, though, we can get into this now. Is that a bad thing to have Max on your team? I mean, it puts a lot of pressure on the teammate. Well, here's the thing, though, right? Like, we talk about winning constructive championship, and I don't think that'll ever happen. No, because Red Bull prioritizes the driver, obviously. But they prioritize their top driver. And they ain't going to ever but, win a constructor but hang, like hang that. Hang on, bro. That, that, that's not what it is, though. Their best chance of getting points is letting Max Verstappen win. Right? Am I wrong? Sure. So I don't want to. I don't want to harp on Red Bull. I'm just saying the way it's designed is that if no one can drive like Max, that means only one of your cars will be optimized. Unless, unless they make two different designs. You're always going to be at a disadvantage when it comes to trying to win a constructor. That's my whole point. It's not it has to do like, or or they have a whole different setup for Checo. But to me, that seems kind of difficult, redundant, because then you only have one data for one car and one data for the other car. While Mercedes is running two datas. You know what I mean? So. I don't know if Red Bull ever wins a constructor because the car's so optimized for Max. Like, you got to think about it this way too. Like, Red Bull's championship in 2010 with Sebastian Vettel and Mark Webber. They both scored really well that year. Exactly. And then it was, when did when did Max come into play? 2016. 2016. So all of their constructors were pre-Max. So they had Seb and Mark, and then they had Seb and, was, I think Danny Rick, was he there for one of them? No, he wasn't. I don't believe so. The last one in 2013, I'll tell you I, right Danny now. Danny Rick came in in 2014. It was the start of Mercedes dominance. Mark Webber was there for all of them. Yeah, Mark Webber was his So Mark won four constructors. Danny Rick entered the turbo hybrid yeah. era. So anyways, that's interesting in the fact that, like, will Red Bull win another constructors with Max as the driver? I don't know. I, I, I can't answer that question, but it seems like they're handicapped. Quick I'd note say. for you. Did you think Red Bull actually thought Danny Rick was the replacement to Seb? I think they did. Crazy. It's crazy times. Like, Danny Rick's did, did Christian Horner actually look himself in the mirror and say, this guy can win four championships like Seb? Because let's be real. Seb was going Ferrari. It makes sense. Mick, uh, Michael's his idol. Drive for Ferrari. He, there's nothing Red Bull probably could have done, but they actually generally thought this guy was a replacement. Yo, Danny Rick may have pulled off the biggest heist in F1 history. But he's, he's larger than life in terms of personality. Yeah, Love but, but he, he's so large that he tricks people. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's pretty much it from us. Bet 99, $600, Yo, they'll match your deposit. Uh, whatever you're betting on. Whatever you're betting on. If you're on. into sports betting, hit up Bet99. If you're into sports betting, hit up Bet99 like my boy just said. Yo, hit the link in the description. Don't bet on Max Verstappen this weekend. Bet on Charles Leclerc, I'm just saying. Um, Australia is going to be a fun circuit. It's a new circuit. We'll talk a little bit about it on I Thursday. I wish we were in Australia right now for that. It's really, really hot right now. It's I their know. summertime. They're, yeah, well, it's actually going they're, into their uh, their fall. Yeah, their fall. Sorry, because it's end of the yeah. year. But uh, yeah, I love Australia. wish we were there. But it's going to be a great race. They removed two chicanes, I think, or one. I don't know whichever. We'll, we'll find out. I'll do a little bit more research, but... I remember looking at it. It looks like it's going to be fast oh, as hell. We're going to be ready for that, bro. It's another street street circuit, but there's actually racing on this one. There's racing, and uh, it's been a while since we've been there. Quick prediction. Does anybody go into the wall during practice? Oh, bro. You know what? Yeah, I have to because the, they're still figuring out the cars. They're tough to drive. And uh, if you have to bet I, I on one say this, man. I, maybe it's a, it's a jinx or anything. When's the last time Lewis crashed, bro? And I'm not talking about when Max crashed into him. In him. I don't know. It's been a while. We don't make mistakes, bro. I mean, Alex Albon was kind of his fault when Brazil, Interlagos. Yeah. But uh, if one constructor has an engine problem, who is it? Bro, I don't want to say Mercedes, but 
I think Mercedes engine's a bit fire. I'm going. I'm going with the homies again. I'm going with the homies in Red Bull. Bro, it's a Red Bull power. Is Yuki train. gonna be able to race, fam? That's a great question. You guys will have to find out Thursday. We'll see you guys on Thursday. All right, peace.